Hi, thanks for joining us on another episode of Teacher Nerds Podcast. Joe and Ron are self-proclaimed teacher nerds geeking out on all things education. They are looking to move educational practices out of the 1900s factory worker model to a student-driven classroom full of empathetic, creative, and collaborative students who are willing to take risks. Joe and Ron welcome you to join discussions they used to have privately, where they discussed educational tools, techniques, ideas, policies, and much more. Joe is a third grade teacher and Ron a technology teacher for grades three to eight. Thank you for listening and becoming one of the teacher nerds. Check us out on teachernerds.com and that's nerds with a Z. Find us on Instagram at teacher nerds podcast or on Twitter at teacher nerds. And now a word from a sponsor. Oh, have you heard about the nerds? What's the word? Teacher nerds. You can tweet them out on Twitter. You can find them on the gram. After listening to their podcast, you'd be sitting there like, bam! Trying to take the teaching from one level to the next. Reaching up to Canada and down to Mexico. Gotta go. Teacher nerds. Start the show. Welcome back to another edition of the Teacher Nerds Podcast. I'm Ron Nober. I'm Joe DiPaolo. I'm a technology teacher, third grade to eighth grade. And I teach third grade. And we are excited to have uh, Dr. Nathan Langrad today from We Video. So Nathan, welcome. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be on. Yeah. So before we get into our two yes mores, one no way, you know, usually we just kind of ask you to just tell the audience a little bit about yourself and maybe your background and how you kind of came about with we video yeah it sounds good well uh, i am a, a teacher nerd like yourself i like to refer myself also to a, a nerd or maybe like a, a science geek um i know I, I started off actually i wanted to be a weatherman as a as a college student and the college i was attending didn't have meteorology as a degree so i chose uh like a chemistry education because i didn't expect to actually use it but i love science and then, of course, going through the program, I ended up really liking teaching. And so uh, I became a high school science teacher and um, had opportunity after being in uh, the high school classroom to actually work at NASA, which is a really wow. um, like humbling cool. and honoring, uh, honoring experience. Yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. And I uh, get to work with astronauts and engineers. And really, when STEM started to, to come on the scene, that's where um, the, you know, NASA was starting to develop STEM lessons to have those delivered to students across uh, the nation and the world. And so I was doing the video conferencing with students in like third grade solar system. It was a lot of fun. And then, um, and then I really had a passion for getting back into K-12 public education. So uh, I was an elementary administrator at a STEM school, and then uh, I was a high school administrator. And then I had the opportunity to uh, be a district uh, curriculum director, and I oh, did wow. that. And, uh, yeah, I did that in, in Nashville, Tennessee, and it was when the uh, the first of the top state, uh, Tennessee was a first of the top state, like Delaware, and so we had to change 
our, you know, our assessments, our teacher evaluation, our standards had to change, everything changed. And, and so my very first um, year as a director of elementary curriculum and instruction for Nashville was uh, to ensure that we adopted a brand new curriculum and standards and teacher evaluation um, and a new assessment all, all in like one year. So it was probably the most change I have ever experienced as an educator and we were all in it together. Um, and then after that, I really wanted to make a, a broader impact with my role. So I kind of jumped into uh, writing and consulting and uh, really got into ed tech. And uh, now I'm at WeVideo and uh, I love what I do at WeVideo. Uh, I, I think that inspiring students to be their most creative selves is one of the most important things that we can be doing as educators, no matter if I am an English teacher or a math teacher, uh, it's really teaching students how to uh, tap into their inner creativity and, um, they, you know, encouraging and empowering them to be truly self-directed. So that's what I do at WeVideo. I, I support educators in helping uh, transform their classrooms. And I, we think that WeVideo is a platform that can help students be their most creative selves. Awesome. That was, that yes, was a heck and of an we definitely agree. <laughs> What's that? I said, that was heck of an introduction. Well, sorry. But no, said, no, it was great. It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, how, as I start talking, I, I can't be quiet. So uh, just no, it was, maybe it's a good thing that you, you blew up. me away. Like I expected, you know, hearing that I'm like, well, he's got to be like 150 years old then. You know? right. like, <laughs> what, what was the span of time? that I have, that really, whole... I have really good skin cream. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so that was uh, probably, let's see, like 15 uh, years that that happened. So yeah, every it was one of those things where opportunities would be presented to me, and I would always think, um, I don't know, I just I feel like I just got into this. Is it time for me to jump into a new adventure? And um, I just said yes, you know, on those times. And, and sometimes there are there are adventures that are presented in front of me, and I say, uh, not right now. Like you know, like I'm still working through um, this particular path, or or, or really want to see this to fruition. So uh, yeah, about you know, 15 years for all that. That's wow. cool. That's really cool. All right, so let's we'll we'll jump into our two yes more no one no way and then kind of get right into to we video. It's time for two yes more one no way. Our topic today is outdoor and nature activities. Um, and I believe Nate, you live in Maine. Is that yes, beautiful state of Maine. Yes, yeah, that's what oh. I thought. So. Uh, you're all about outdoors and nature, I'm sure. <laughs> you, you have to be. Of course, you can only go outside for like three months here because it's so cold. You know, there's <laughs> like snow on the ground. I think it's like today, uh, you know, like 45 degrees. So, you know, things are starting to finally warm up enough. Things we're, we're thawing out a bit. So, you know, by the time June rolls around, I'll be able to, to go outside a little bit more. All right. So uh, usually it seems that most guests want one of, will one of us to go first. Is that, do you, do you want us to do that? Yeah, sure. All right, Joe, you wanna you wanna jump in first? Sure, Ron. This is a this is kind of a no brainer for me when we're yeah, talking outdoors. So. <laughs> there, there's really not much that I won't do. And up until about uh, probably a half an hour ago, I didn't have one for my no way. But my my two yeses are going to be uh, surfing and snowboarding. It's something you know. I if I could snowboard all year round, I would. Um, I love snowboarding, and since my son's been getting into it. It's, it's become even more of a passion since we can now all go up as a family. 
Uh, surfing is something I've always loved and, and do year round, even, even when it gets cold. And, and Nathan, it gets cold in Jersey, but I know that the, the ocean and, and up north gets a lot colder where it's, you know, like high 40s in May and June, which is extremely cold, um, which, you know, it gets cold around here, but we do try and surf all year round. Um, so then my one no way would have to be deep sea fishing. You know, like I, I started to think about it. And even even in the bay, when you can't see the, the land, to me, that's not cool. And I and I and I and I love the water and I was a water kid growing up and I'm a water kid now and or not a water kid. But, you know, like I love being on the water and uh, whether it's it's swimming or body surfing or we just got a new surfboard the other day. And, you know, I'm, I'm all about the ocean when I can see the land. Um, yeah. So, you know, like those would be my two yes more and one no ways. Uh, Nathan, you want to jump in and we can hear yours? Yeah, I, I feel like um, I, I should. I get still a couple of years, but I but I won't because uh, I want to. Oh. like I, I you know actually thought about this, but um, no, I would say the, the deep sea fishing. I, I have been on a deep sea excursion. It was about ten years ago, and it was a terrible experience for me. I uh, was sick as a dog the whole time. Like I just, I about two minutes into it, I got sick, and then you, when the, when you get sick on a deep sea fishing oh, excursion. Yeah, when there's nothing, there's no way you, you come out of it. Like you're, you're you're pretty much set to be sick the whole time. So I remember whenever I got off the boat, like like literally kissing land. Like I was so <laughs> like oh. So, um, but that's not what I have. Whenever you share that, I was like, yeah, if I can say that's a definitely no way for me as well. Um, so definitely uh, the yeses. I had not snowboarded or or surfed at all. So I'm more uh, land, like land based. I love to just like garden and, and be outside um cool. also my no way is, is also gardening because so <laughs> I like the process of um i, I like the making excuse of like manual labor i don't have to go work out in the gym i can just go and like rake something um and so i like that process but i don't love the the tedious process of like picking weeds at the garden oh. so like last year was the first time we had a garden and I was all excited. I, you know, I got the compost and I made the rows and, and planted and transplanted. Um, but I let the weeds get out of control. And I, I kept thinking, oh, I'll get out there eventually. I never did. And the weeds just looked terrible. So, um, yeah. This so is, it's a lot of work. Gardening yeah. is a lot of work. Yeah. You have to be totally committed. And yep. again, it, it's it, our tomatoes were fantastic. So that was like the one, the one crop that was like amazing. Like we have – we're still like feasting on tomatoes from last year. So uh, yeah, I mean, it, they were hearty things. And so we made like pizza sauce out of them and like fried, oh, yeah. I'm from the South. So, you know, fried green tomatoes. Nice. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So any, any, I think any like yard work. And so if I had to pick, you know, two, two things, the, the second one would just be um, like, you know, like raking or like planting just anything out in the yard where I can get out and get some like, vitamin D and fresh air. And again, like I have uh, in May, I have like a very short window of doing that, but right. um, it's super nice when, you know, in the summer hits and everyone else is baking and we're like in the sixties and seventies. Yeah. Sweet. Sure. Yeah. So, uh, now it's your turn. Yeah, my two, um, one would be just enjoying, like, we live out in the country, um, so birds, like, just enjoying the birds. I think, Joe, we had talked about this a few episodes before. Um, we just had a pleated woodpecker um, mm. by our house, which is like the large-scale woody woodpecker woodpecker, you know, about a foot tall, and just having him banging on the tree. Um, and we get hummingbirds and Joe knows this. Joe took care, 
took care of our hummingbirds last year while we were on vacation. But there are times where we have upwards of 40 hummingbirds on our property. Um, so keeping the feeders full is a full-time job. And I, w- I will say it wasn't me. It was, uh, my son at the Your time. Son, he right. was, well, well, he was 13. He'll be 14. Yep. He'll be 14 in, in two weeks. So he was 13 because it was last August, I think last yeah. summer. Yep. And, uh, I mean, there was, there's a lot of, of feeders. There's a lot of <laughs> little bird, bird, uh, are they bird bass or I guess bird hummingbird feeders. feeders. Yeah. Hummingbird feeders. Yeah. There's definitely, I could imagine, I could imagine what it might sound like there. On a, okay. on a good day when they're yeah. all when they're all humming. <laughs> um, so my second would be taking care of we have ducks and chickens, um, <laughs> being out there taking care of the ducks and chickens, going down collecting eggs. Um, you know that's that's a lot of fun. My my no way would have to be like rock climbing or something like that where I'm going to fall to my death. <laughs> um, is not an enjoyable outdoor activity for me. I'm not that adventurous guy. You know they would be my my no way there. Yeah. I feel you with that, those heights. Yeah. Yeah. Like the skydiving, rock climbing, all that yeah. kind of stuff is not, not for me. <laughs> all right. So, uh, I guess we'll, we'll jump in. Um, so what is your, what is your title at we video? A chief education officer. Okay. And, uh, I know you, you have a book that you've written. We video every day, uh, which I, I definitely, I have a copy of and, uh, have used, I actually used it this year to create a podcasting class cool. um, for my fifth graders. Um, I used one of the templates in there to really help out. Um, yeah, and, and that and the book was written before we had our audio only export feature come out. So uh, oh, it's, wow, e- wow. it's easier now. At the time I was writing it, we uh, obviously you could just like you could still get the audio only, but there's a few extra clicks. And, and now it's like it's at the very end when you press export. Yeah, it's so easy. Yeah, it really is. Well, and that um, I think is one of the greatest things about We Video is when we first started podcasting, Ron. Right, we used We Video to upload everything. Right? Yeah. You know, like and into YouTube, which which we stole from uh, Joe Rogan and the Joe Rogan Experience with his <laughs> podcast show. I had said to Ron, "I'm like, yo, why don't we throw it up on YouTube as well?" Um, and we had just gotten into you know We Video and everything, so it just worked out. And as so, that was probably over a year ago, and over that year. You know, just the improve. Not, I don't want to say improvements, but um, I guess add-ons or, or you know, yeah, I guess improvements. Well, constant, you know, what, I mean, you're constantly improving stuff on the platform. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it, this. I mean, we feel like any any solid dynamic platform for education. We're, we're all the time listening to educators. We're, we're listening to like, what is it that you need to better support instruction um and so we hear things like hey, we want to do podcasting so that's why i made that switch um we have just a little sneak peek as they come we have a new uh gif creator coming out so wow uh, oh. yeah so ho- hopefully engineering doesn't get upset that i, I uh, <laughs> but um a uh, at the very end is you have video uh, audio only and then GIF. And so GIF obviously allows you to, you know, you can embed it into Google Slides or you can wow. put it out on social. So, I mean, we're always listening to what teachers say we, we need and responding. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're constantly updating and making the experience. And then in the summer, we have another like really, really cool like refresh and update where it's easier to assign projects to kids in the video. So, like, we push out and say, hey, create this video and it lands into a student's dashboard. So, uh, awesome. yeah, some really exciting things coming, coming down the road as well. 
And I got to say, Jake Miller would be very happy to hear you say GIF instead of Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse to say Jeff. Yeah, and I think so, it's a friend of mine. So, uh, yeah, um, I can't. I have, to, I have to go with the, the hard G sound. <laughs> um, so, you know, I think we video has really, I, especially at our district, and I'm sure all over with what we're going through with distance learning has really kind of become a, a major platform that people are using. And I also have to say thank you guys for making it available to everybody now. It, you know, that was, that was amazing because I just saw now New York City or New York State has shut down schools for the rest of the year. I imagine New Jersey's not going to be far behind, but that the ability to do it and to do it easily is, is amazing. Thank you. And, and if I could just say, I mean, we, we want to do all we can to support educators. We, we know it's uh, that people are having a really tough time with this right now, that they miss their students. They might be in really like impossible situations. So we're very aware and understanding it that people have these different situations that they're, they're living in, in different contexts. But we also know that there are opportunities to still engage students in learning. It looks very different and we should never try. I don't think we should be replicating uh, the brick and mortar classroom experience. No. I think we need to, to kind of redefine learning in this new context. And that's what, that's what we want to, to be. We want to be the place where uh, teachers can create videos and then students can respond and being able to take the opportunities around them. And that's where we're really focused on this kind of relaxed learning or opportunity learning where students are uh, noticing things around them and being able to capture that and then uh, sprinkle in their creativity to make it really exciting and cool. And, you know, like Joe was talking earlier about how, um, you know, it's so addictive. You can get on the platform and, and plan it for hours. I'm the same way too. And I'm creating videos, uh, especially when I get into the stock media uh, because yep. I, I, there are so many choices for the stock media. I'm like, oh, do I want a humming, you know, Ronnie mentioned hummingbirds. I just put uh, together a video where I found a hummingbird and it's like slow motion video. I'm like, this is perfect stock, you know, media. Cause, um, you know, I don't have the ability like you do, Ron, to go and like capture with my, you know, expensive camera a hummingbird. So, um, yeah, it, it, it's, it's really amazing seeing uh, what students are doing right now in remote learning and, and being able to be so creative during this time. That's I mean, it's cool. It, the opportunities that afford students for that creativity in a, a platform that makes it easy for them to create a professional looking product at the end. And then to be able to share it out, you know, it, it's so easy to share it out and share it out to the rest of the world. I mean, I mean, Joe has third graders and, you know, they're making amazing PSAs and, you know, videos. In commer commercials for the stuff they're building uh, off concepts that we talked about in science. And, and that's, and we talked about the other day with Katie Martin, you talk about real world experience where you can never very rarely in a, in a class of 20 kids get one, you know, all 20 kids excited about taking a test. You know, out of 20 students, maybe you might have that one kid that really is a test taker, but, but all, all of them have watched a YouTube video. So now all of a sudden that in just the engagement to now, like maybe I should pay attention because of, of how I'm going to get to show what I've learned. And like Ron said, the question was always there. Well, can, can third graders do it? Well, you don't know if you don't let them try, you know, and I teach third grade, which, which then leads us to believe, well, can second graders do it? And, and when we were talking the other day, you know, Ron always mentions there's, there's the two 
the storyboard, right? And the timeline. Yep. So, yeah. so there are, you know, options where can they do it? Well, if you give them the opportunity to do it, I'm sure some of them can. And, and, you know, some of them might need a little more help, but, but that's a beautiful thing about we video because you can give them the screencast. And once you show them how to watch a video and watch, stop and do, watch, stop and do, you know, those, those kids can't walk or, or even talk in full sentences yet, but they can all grab a phone and, and start to manipulate things. So they're, they're learning early on. And that's another thing I thought was great was we video now has the app you can put on your phone. Yep. You know, and, and they all, I teach third grade and majority of them do have phones or access to tablets. So then it just makes it even easier. Yes. Yeah. No, it's interesting. You talk about even our young learners being able to uh, sequence a video and, and the amount of like spatial and cognitive thinking that's involved in creating a video. Cause you have to think about whatever you're layering. I mean, uh, even today I still have to be very aware of like, okay, um, you know, whenever you're creating a layer, a video layer upon layer upon layer, I have to decide um, where does this layer go? If I'm doing a text layer between a background and, you know, a motion title uh, and then like a video of me saying something. And so it, it, there's a lot of, of critical thinking involved of, of deciding um, where do I want this additional layer to go? But then the great thing is, is you can't break it you know you, you can right. you keep right iterating and keep moving things around and, until you get it to like oh yeah I, mean, I love i'm constantly pressing the preview play button like okay let me mm -hmm. see this looks like oh yeah um or, let me try this transition instead or like oh i accidentally flipped that i want this to, sh to be behind this so i need to drag this down to this this track so uh yeah yeah we i love seeing even our young learners being able to make these really amazing videos. I was just, when you were saying that, like it, it even affords them the ability to be able to be okay with making a mistake because I can just go right in and fix it. I can preview it, see that that was a mistake and realize eh, it's no big deal. I made a mistake. That, that's how I'm going to learn. Now I know next time how to do it. It, yeah. it. it opens that up for them, which is huge. You know, we've talked before about Joe and I about, kids making mistakes and, and having that fear of being, you know, failing or having done something wrong. And, and it takes a little bit of that away. It's almost like working with a safety net. Yeah, absolutely. You're exactly right. What were you going to say? And, well, I was just going to say like, you know, whether or not they can do it or not, but, you know, to give them the opportunity and to give them the checklist, you know, mm -hmm. so, so to give them, to show them how to do it and, and to walk them through a couple of times, and then maybe you don't throw them right into their first project where they're trying to explain what they learned in science. Their first project could be, you know, in the beginning of the year, hey, we need to, we need you to make that video to introduce yourself to the class. And it should tell us your name. It should tell us what, and then you have that quote unquote one point rubric. Do they tell us your name? Yep. Do they uh, tell us what you like? Yep. Does it, uh, is it, is it under a minute? Cause I feel like that's been huge putting that in the rubric to have them really say, all right, I got 60 seconds. So I now, as a third grader, can't say, um, uh, you know, like it's, it's, here we go, <laughs> A, B, and C, this is what I want to say. And then all of a sudden you start to see these little kids going, well, can I write a script? And my response is, yes, you can write a script, you know, and, and let's try and figure out where we can put the script. So you talk about, you know, like just the critical thinking skills and, and I guess would that be linear thinking? Like if I do this, then this, this, this will happen. Or if I do this, then it'll look like this, you know, so there is so much going on. So at yeah. the end of the day, 
did they learn that science concept? You know, maybe, maybe not. But did they learn, you know, how to think about, you know, how they're presenting themselves to others, how to how to have one thing transition to another? Did they learn something? Yes. So what's what's the point of school passing tests or learning? And I think when you start to look at things that way, you know, do I care about if they know something specific in science, like a definition when they have every definition on their phone? Where they could just say, hey, you know, no, but do I care that, you know, what they're learning is being creative and presenting what they know is in an interesting fashion where it's going to take someone and say, hey, let me see what this guy has to say. You know, like to me, that's real world and that's that's 21st century. And and I know Ron and I talk about not we don't want to say the same thing over and over again in every podcast. But but at the end of the day, you want kids to be 21st century learners. We video allows that to happen. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's interesting you talk about um, well, lots of goodness and what you just talked about. A few things, uh, assessment. So like rubrics. I I love it when we can change assessments in a way that makes students think they're just having fun, but we're also assessing learning at the same time. So, you know, we've, we've been hearing about assessment of learning and assessment for learning for a long time now. And I love the fact that with video, it can be assessment for learning because we are essentially getting a window into what a student's thinking about based on how they are sequencing a video. And you mentioned vocabulary. And, you know, one really uh, kind of neat interactive way of doing word walls or uh, introducing vocabulary for a lesson is having students create a video of a word. And so maybe you you give some parameters or some constraints, like you have to give me, you know, show me five different visuals for this new vocabulary words like it's metamorphosis and so you have to find five videos that are five you know stills that represent or you can find you know motions as well but i mean to me that's so much more engaging than putting metamorphosis on the wall and then like with the definition behind it like like you said what does that do and we can any student can go google it and, and regurgitate a definition but to truly own it to apply it and then in remote learning now like seeing these things seeing these vocabulary words actually uh, with your eyes and being able to uh, make application immediately and that's the opportunity that we have right now yeah and i think you know one of the things you you mentioned there if i copy the definition for metamorphosis off the wall off the the board or out of the textbook Am I getting it? Or when I have to go search and see, does this constitute metamorphosis right. and add it into my video, I have to know what metamorphosis means in order to decide if that's going to work in my video or not. And that's huge. That That's well, actually you know owning the definition of yeah. metamorphosis. When we were talking with Katie Martin the other day, and she was saying after all this to to revamp and relook at the way people are going to be uh, assessed or students are going to be assessed, that's the first thing I thought of was like, man, there there should be the video component, you know, as opposed to just you know think creatively and work collaboratively all during the school year, and then you're tested this way. So yeah. as things are moving forward, hopefully there is you know that video component. Um, that, that they, they do get to showcase. Cause like Ron was saying, the things that these kids are doing are, are blowing us away. Um, yeah. and, and to be able to do it at eight years old, if it was fostered every year, you know, from second grade, from, for, and then up, up through what Ron's doing with the kids are amazing. And sometimes that's the first time when they're really getting into it. Yeah. Um, and I, I think the fifth grade podcasting thing is awesome 
because it's it's you know kids not i guess it was in eighth grade right ron when dean was dean's asked his mom for a mic for yeah, christmas because yeah, he decided they did a sports podcast oh that's so cool you know yeah. and and he, he's a huge eagles fan a huge you know sixers fan loves loves sports um and and to, to have that happen you know at that age who if who knows where th- and i'm sure he would you know the kid's going to be successful regardless but to have that passion kick in early um to oh, me yeah. that that that's you know that's why you teach to to not just to give them facts but just to show them how how learning how cool learning could be if yeah. you're learning you know learning the right stuff not just not just looking for the right answers well and then absolutely and then when you're you're referring to remote learning and you're asking students to you know uh, like respond to a post or type something back um, you don't really get an insight into their thinking their well-being their the emotion behind it and that's why I love like with video creation, you can actually see, you can hear, you can see the choices they're making. Uh, you're able to get a, a more complete and colorful picture with, uh, you know, obviously figuratively speaking, uh, with and literally too, um, yeah. with students as opposed to just a, a text answer back. You can't always very rarely interpret meaning through text, but uh, with the video, you and it's especially now that we you know we were talking earlier with updates to the platform now with the screen capture and the dual yep. capture students can essentially if you know we're still doing math problems uh, with remote learning i can pop open an interactive whiteboard or like a jamboard and i can do the problem even if i don't have a tablet i can just use the cursor on a laptop or a, a pc and i can essentially work a problem, show my solution path. I'm recording myself, do the math problem, and then maybe my webcam just so there's a connection between the, the, what I'm doing here and what's on the screen. And then send that to the teacher, and you're getting like really um, like fine-tuned, accurate um, data that, that uh, transcends just um, here's my solution to my problem. Here's the answer to, to the math problem. And, and even just the connection, you know, your students are able to see you. It might not be live, but you're, you know, you're there explaining it to them. And, yeah. and they're not just reading it off the Google document. Um, yeah. and, and, and when you guys put out the new uh, platform for the morning meeting, um, yeah. I did. I started to change my whole thing around. And, and I wasn't big on, on putting my face out there. But, you know, I had read that the kids want to see you. And, and that connection is so important. And then yeah. you guys, you know, threw that up there, like, and not, you know, not that you have to use the templates, but the templates spark the idea. You do. And, it and then, a good starting point. Yeah. It's always, and it, it keeps you from having to remake the tracks. I know, like, I started with the morning meeting, and of course, I wanted uh, myself to be in the video as opposed to the, the person in the example, which is the case. We want to put, like, but it shows me, okay, this is where I can put my, Video is so for someone who's just getting started, especially um, especially this time where it's so busy. It's nice to pop up in a template and say, "Hey, um, I like the way it's set up. The only thing I need to change is me um, talking, you know, and, and turning my webcam on. I'll, I'll record that, pop it in here. I like the the, uh, the prompts that are already built in, or I can tweak the prompts uh, and ask them about something else besides the weather or how they're feeling. But um, and of course, the activity is going to change from week to week." So it's, yeah, and you also mentioned too the ability for students to watch it on their own schedule. And that's why this yeah. asynchronous learning versus synchronous learning is such a big um, deal right now. And I'm, I'm really believing this power of like asynchronous because um, it allows the students to engage 
at a time that's that works for them. And not all students are going to be um, available to hop on a, a Zoom. And right. additionally, I mean, there's a lot that um, that can't happen in a Zoom meeting. Like you have 25 different screens open. It's hard to um, get students to, and you shouldn't, it's not appropriate to ask students to reflect on something when there's 25 other students there. Um, that's where the asynchronous comes in. And I think that teachers have to really be purposeful about the purpose of a, a live session versus something that's asynchronous that they can ask students to think about and ponder and reflect on. And and you, by doing putting the video out there, you might have where if you don't put the video out there, 25 kids in the meet, that and maybe some of them don't need to be there, yeah. right? You know, they, they can watch that video and then either, you know, do an extension or take it to the next level. Or, I mean, in this case in time, there are, you know, some teachers that are putting out work and, and there's kids that, you know, there's, there's multiple things they have to do. So, so to let them, like you were saying, do it on their time. Um, I'm even thinking like Ron and I were talking, how can I make our classroom when we do get back to, like you were saying, brick and mortar, how can we still use that idea? I mean, I have a, I have a student this year, all through the year, I'm banging my head. What can I do to, to make this kid shine? Now he's shining. So now yeah. it's okay. So when I get another kid like that, because I'm going to have another kid like that, what can we do when we're back in there to allow this type of, I guess it's freedom, you know, let this freedom happen within the times like, hey, you have to go to lunch now, you have to go to specials now, you have to go home now. But other than that, there are large chunks of time. Um, and the more I think about it, the more I say, you know what, I'll never know if eight-year-olds can do it unless you show them. And obviously, you can't just say, do it. You know, you don't, don't, it's it's putting those things in place. Uh, but that's I'm I'm excited for next year. Uh, number one, just to go back and see the kids, but then to say, all right, well, now there's all these bank of videos that we were making every day during the pandemic. That now we're gonna because they're just lessons that'll transition over to next year and and build upon, I guess that that bank for the UVL. And then once you can get everything going, I mean, granted, yeah, it's utopia and probably the Garden of Eden for teaching, you know, for, for any teacher to have kids come in the room and get work done when they want to do it, how they want to do it. I mean, that's utopia, but could it happen? Well, I don't know, but I'll at least we'll try and, and try and fail and, and fix things. And yeah, I, I, think, they, uh, I think, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Ron. No, go ahead. No, because this was another point I was going to make. Go ahead. Well, we did, just to, yeah, I could just point. I think that remote learning has changed the the dynamics going forward. I don't think that we will. You know, when I speak with educators about this subject, I ask them like, uh, after this is done, what is your hope? Almost always, the the fill in the blank is, I hope we don't return to the way things were. Right. And I think that going forward, now that we we know that this is possible, that students can learn uh, without a directly having an you know adult in a classroom of twenty five kids, that yes, there's there's value in that. But we we can use that the the brick and mortar face to face time differently than we have before because we know it's possible to be able to use uh, you know the video creation for example because we're talking about uh, we video. Um, what can we do with video creation now? Um, that we hadn't done before because now we know that uh, we can activate prior knowledge with video. Um, we can assess now with video. And so that means your in-time, your in-person interactions can look a lot different than they have before. Yeah, and I was, I, one of the things I was going to say kind of goes into that is we had a few episodes ago, we had on Iris Sokol and yeah. we were discussing, you know, literacy 
and how is video in today's world is literacy can be defined as listening to a, a book, you know, watching a movie, you know, yeah. physically reading the physical pages, but also, you know, I wanted to get your thoughts on video as writing. Yeah. Um, you know, how you think about that. It's interesting. No, I'm glad you asked. If you look at brain research and a lot of um, literacy experts have looked at this and we look at the, the, the receptive part of the brain. So um, what the input is and, and you're listening for things and then um, how your brain translates that. And so, for example, I'll say like audiobooks. You know, like right now, um, the, the, the Audible has, has allowed uh, students to download like children's books. And um, the brain research shows that you can actually, you're actually creating the same neural pathways when you're listening to a book uh, than you do when you're actually reading a book. And some literacy experts get a little bit upset maybe when they <laughs> hear that. But, but the brain research actually backs that up. Um, similar to, so make the connection uh, to writing. Um, I think writing is very, very important. I think that's still, uh, must always be a part of, um, the learning experience. Right. Um, but, uh, to, to think about what, what are we going to use the writing portion for? Can, can we, uh, you talked earlier about scripting out before you, um, before you actually do a video, a concept mapping is a great way of using kind of writing where you're organizing your thoughts or you're creating an outline. Um, you can do it digitally or you can do it, you know, a good old fashioned pen paper. And then like doing a reflection. So there's a way that you can, um, I think we should be journaling and we should be thinking about um, thinking about the day and, and how we respond to the day. But I think you can also create a video. So there's lots of, of, of good like brain um, like mind research that ties reading, writing, um, and in, in, in sequencing stories together. And that's essentially what we're doing with, with uh, video creation is we're creating a story uh, and we're able to take a picture that's in our mind and we're expressing it in an external way. And, and I think, I mean, we can also, you know, when you talk about like persuasive writing, mm-hmm. you know, there's... To me, you know, one of the most persuasive things I see is that ASPCA commercial on at two o'clock in the morning with the sad music and the dogs. It was like it was on just a little bit ago. Like, <laughs> yeah, we had to turn it. Like every time it comes, nope, I have a soft spot. I'm going to go and dock every animal on that side. So, no. <laughs> but I mean, you, you want to talk about persuasive writing? Right. That's persuasive writing. You want to talk about building empathy and, and getting kids to be empathetic? There's there's your vehicle to help you know teach the empathy. Um, yeah. You know Joe and I are have just really last year got hooked on really working on the SDGs. Yes, and it, we we had seen Jen Williams in I love Jen she's Tabernacle. Yeah. yeah, she she's awesome. She's got, actually she's going to be on with us next Friday. Oh yay! Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I mean the we video to help build connection with the SDGs and get the word out for kids, I think has been, has been huge. Yeah. Um, I've worked with, with Jen on different projects and SDGs is something we have, we have thought through, uh, because it really goes back to that student ownership, that student leadership piece and students have, um, such a vision for the way they want to see, um, the world today. They, they want their world to be uh, clean and they want their world to be a place where um, they're going to live a, a healthy lifestyle and um, they have uh, thoughts and opinions and they want to and they want to be the change 
And so uh, I think it's a great example you made earlier with the SPCA commercial. Um, the, the visuals that we can communicate um, can truly make an impact. And that's with, with video creation, it allows students impact to go beyond a small group in the classroom or to the classroom itself. Like I've seen students create these um, these kind of Greta Thunberg type things yeah. where the impact is beyond just the local community. And um, I think it's an exciting time we're in where we're using technology tools to really empower our students to make a difference with their voice. Well, I think that, I mean, kids can, I look back to when I was a kid. I mean, I'm, I'm 47. And when I was a kid, I wasn't in sixth, seventh, and eighth grade necessarily thinking about the environment, thinking about, you know, social change and social justice. But I think a lot of our students are today. I don't know if it's to do with news is 24 seven now, but they are and they want to be changers. And I think between, you know, technology like we video and the ability to teach how to use social media for a positive way, you know, we, we are teaching a generation who, who do have the ability to be world changers, global change makers, um, and to, for us to be ready to foster that yeah. um, is so important. Ron, when we were doing the koala, uh, koala uh, PSAs, Nathan, we had kids that got really, uh, when we were doing persuasive writing and, and focusing on the SDGs and, and what was it, 14, Ron, I think was, was land. Life on land. Folks, yeah. Life on land. Um, with all the, the brush fires going on, you know, the kids wanted to to do something about it. So we started, you know, writing persuasive speeches and, and doing the public service announcements. And Ron was running things in the morning and I had a little girl put something together and, and it was great. I mean, it, it, it was great in the sense that she had a koala and in front of the koala, she had, it was three different layers. So it was a koala in front of just a burning woods. Now it wasn't real, you know, like she put it all together and she goes, look at this. Tell me this isn't going to get their attention. <laughs> and I went, <laughs> I said, whoa, McGinley, like that's, that's heavy. I said, you know what? You'll get their attention with just that koala because that koala is adorable. But yeah. she was thinking like, yo, what's the one thing I can do? Because like you were saying before, you know, without that video, you could say, hey, don't you care about the, the koalas in Australia? And, and she might be an adorable little kid, but you know what? You see that koala and those big eyes, like, that's that's the, that's the image and and that's what we video allows but she was she was thinking you know this koala is cute but how can i take it to the next level because um, yeah. we were we were looking to get x amount of dollars in in two weeks and the kids the kids crushed it and and when we when it came to a close their question was and and ron's heard me say this before why do we have to stop yeah. you know and and that's the cool thing it's like well you don't have to stop but you can now got to take it on your own because because the four teachers are are besides all the curriculum they're still trying to check off the list and making sure you know this is getting done and that's getting done. We we want to do those other projects more so than the curriculum because we're you know everyone knows that's where you know learning happens in real life and that was real learning. But man, does it take a lot out of you? Um, yeah. But but the fact that they get that excited and I and I think Ron right I mean it is we video you give them that opportunity to show it and you don't have to be the best artist you don't have to be the best you don't have to be an A student but you can make your work look like it was put together by you know a Hollywood movie producer and it's pretty simple to do. And that's I think the funny thing is a lot of times at the end of these videos you'll have kids say and subscribe below. Yep. 
Yep, it's not yep. going anywhere where anybody's subscribing, but that's what they know from YouTube. You know? <laughs> right. Well, and then there, there are times where like we are able to put those things on YouTube, like you know. Right. We, but but I, yeah, I love the fact that they uh, they're so in their element because they are in this like YouTube culture where they sure. know that that someone's going to be listening to them, and their job is to think about like how am I influencing someone else's opinion? How am I? Yep. And then causing them to think about something. So um, I love it. I love the time we're in right now. It's a really exciting time to be able yeah. to, and say, you know, kudos to you, uh, Joe and Ron, for being able to take the the curriculum and the scope. Is you know, I was a curriculum director, so I I understand the value in looking at standards and thinking about you know this is the this is the the, the bare minimum uh, you know. Uh, thing for a student to, to know and be able to do. So how do I make this exciting? How do I connect it to their, obviously their intrinsic motivational flows? Um, how do I take the standard and I truly, uh, I'm not going to cover standards. I, you know, I, I don't like that phrase, um, but how do I kind of uncover it? How do I make it come to life? And, I, and so kudos to both of you for taking something that can be very mundane, very didactic, very boring and making it something that's exciting, relevant and connected to their world. Well, well the the reason though, and Ron will agree that we the reason we'll we're uh, we're able to do that is because our curriculum coordinator and our administrators, you know, are on board. And and I was observed during a doing a social studies lesson, and the lesson was a quick. This is a review of the concepts. Go with we video. And and I was you know when when people were saying how how why did you pick social studies? And I said because it's boring, and everyone knows it's boring. So what I want to say is. This is what we're doing in social. Not that it's boring. I'm sorry. Oh, I shouldn't say that. But <laughs> shout out to all the no, social studies I, teachers. I, I, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I and, and so maybe I should choose my words better, um, more wisely. You know, like I and I love history, but to give history from a book that's boring. You know, just read this uh, and take the quiz. That's not fun to me. Uh, for me as a learner, that's not right. the way I would want to learn history. And Content's exciting, but many times the context is not, and so well, we have to change that. We were talking about the three branches of government, and and the best thing, Nathan, in these videos, the best thing about it was the kids trying to say legislative, judicial. Wait, I can't even say legislative, <laughs> <laughs> legislative, executive, and judicial. Those were the best part because you know what? Like they're just they can't say it. it they're tough concepts, yeah. but you know what they? But you know what they can say? The president. And, and they start to know, oh, the president's part of the executive branch, you know, so, so that type of stuff starts happening. Teachers are like, why, why would you want them to come in and see that? You know, our, our program stinks. And I said, your program might stink, but <laughs> our program doesn't stink. And, and our yeah. curriculum coordinator will say, you know, like the curriculum isn't the X on the map. It's just, yeah. a, you know, it's things, it, there are stops you have to take along the treasure map. It's yeah. not the end all be all. Um, and, and that's, you know, I think, and Ron can back me up. That's very supportive because when we first started doing this, um, I remember saying to my administrators, I do not want anyone coming into my classroom while I'm trying my first year at making in the classroom. Like that's very daunting. Um, as a, as a 10 year veteran teacher now to be trying something new to have administrate and, and, you know, remember Ron, it was me, you and Gary and, 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 but now it's like, you know what, come in, like, it might be a hot mess. It might not be a hot mess. And and if it's a hot mess, this is how it'll be different the next time we do it because there is value in it. Um, 
And, and that's exactly what, you know, it, it's funny because uh, observations are important to me because I want validation that what I'm doing is right. So, you know, when, when she said, what can I come in and see? I said, let's do the social studies thing. This is what we're doing. I need to know, should I keep doing it? And, and I got a, a resounding hell yes, keep doing it, you know, keep, <laughs> keep, keep with, you know, to allow them to use we video to, cause they were all, you know, 20 kids, they're eight years old and their eyes are glued and, you know, they're going back to, to a newspaper article. The newspaper article is also online. So they're trying to, you know, listen to that again, which I'm a little upset. They couldn't say legislative because they can listen to it over and over again. But you know what? That's the least of my problems. The fact that during a social studies class, 20 kids were engaged in doing something, right. you know, like that's so. So to me, can they say legislative? I don't know. But but are they learning about things? Definitely. And, and once again, I think that's what counts. Yeah. Nathan, if you had one of your from your book, I think it's 40 different projects, right? Is, yeah. is there any one that, you know, kind of stands out to you as like, this is a must try if you're if you're uh -oh. doing we video? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I always, you know, at the very beginning, I, I start with kind of the um, a little bit like simpler start ones, you know, maybe it's um, like turning a book report into a, a book talk or uh, uh, book trailer, one book of my trailer, favorites. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. because you're going you're getting away from okay, this is the main idea. You know, again, Joe talking about like, things that are boring, um, the content's not, but a lot of times the context and the process that we have put the content in can become boring because it doesn't connect to our own intrinsic motivation flows. But book shows do because everyone in this, uh, I would say most people love like the Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime. I mean, like we are, we understand like now that we click on the, the thumbnail, it's automatically going to start playing a trailer. And so now when we're, we're reading, we're able to communicate Things that we liked about the book, things that we didn't like about the book, um, but but you're uh, if it's really you're trying to get your your friends or your teacher to to pick up the book because it's exciting, and so you created you're taking the picture that you create in your mind of the book and you're putting it as a video. You're that's your output. So I, I love the book trailers. I love the, uh, being able to like, do like, a lab report, but instead of doing a lab report, you are uh, presenting your conclusions through a video. So like a video kind of lab write-up, but it's not the traditional way. Um, I love the, the, the read-alouds. This is more of a teacher-created, and this right. is something we've, we've had done for the remote learning period. Well, and it's a template forever now, but um, we noticed that students still need to hear and see their teacher reading. And what I love with the read template is it allows you to, you can see me like reading the book, but then you can do a screen capture of yep. like, pictures you've taken of the book. And so like I did one, like The Wizard of Oz, which is a 1900 um, book by Frank Baum, and it's in the public, public domain. So I didn't even have to get a public a permission for a publisher because it's in the public domain already. So I took pictures of like the, the artwork that was a part of the book. And then I would just narrate over it or I had the book that I was reading. And so your kids are able to see the pictures of the book. They can see you reading it. Um, but I would just, I would say, just get into the platform and just start with a template if you're, if you're just getting started uh, because there are lots of inspirational ideas. Uh, stop motion is a fun one because yeah. it, you know, harkens back to the, the claymation, um, you know, the movies that you watched. Gumby. Um, and they were you can't be. Gumby. Yeah, that's, oh, Gumby. I, yeah. <laughs> I I always, that's the one I always think of when I think of the claymation. Um, yeah, yeah, or the this the um, 
the Christmas one. I, I got not Santa Claus came to town, but the um, the oh, um, Rudolph, right? Yeah, Rudolph, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, stop yeah. motion, yeah, yeah. Stop motion. yeah. yeah. So um, ah. it's 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 you know it's it's a lot of fun just to get into the the platform. And now my advice for any teacher just getting started is to click on a template. Um, just to see kind of um, the different ways that the tracks are already laid in for you. And then you can go and change pictures and, and put in your own personal touch to make it your video. I guess I just, I, I want to throw kind of going back. I want to throw one project that I, I have yeah. liked and, you know, one that I think is underrated is for social studies. I, I, I was an archeologist coming out of college. So I worked as an archeologist for about four years. So I, I'm a history nerd. Yeah. Um, but is putting yourself as a reporter at mm. a time in history, you know, yeah. like if you're at a, if you're a reporter reporting on the Boston tea party as it's happening and putting in all those noises and things like that into we video, whether it's just audio or whether it's in front of a green screen, you have to know what you're talking about in order to report on it. Yeah. You know, and, and that's a really uh, a fun activity. Uh, yeah, well. you, have to, you have to like figure out like what if, what if the the British find out about me covering this, you know, right, like, right, happen, you know. So it's you have to take on these like pers you have to truly imagine yourself um, what was happening back then, you know, what was uh, going to be a stumbling block for me if to be, to report on something like this. Yeah. Well, and and we could get cross curricular, and that's I think that's called point of view, right? So so right. if you want to, if we have to talk about you know point of view and reading, that's this is this is what I think is great is that all this stuff can all come together and yep. say oh well I, I teach math I can't use that yes you can I teach you know anything you teach this can this can be brought into the classroom and and not as just something with bells and whistles but but something that could really improve. Uh, a student's teaching and their learn and and kids learning. Did I say that right? Teacher, <laughs> teachers teaching and students learning. There we go. Yes, awesome. But Nathan, I, we you know uh, we don't want to hold you you here all day, um, but you know we definitely want to thank you um, for joining us. I mean, it's it's been a lot of fun. I, I'm excited about the the gif the gif yes. thing. Uh, you know, I think that'll be that'll be pretty amazing. Um, yeah, no, I know. So, I can chat with, with uh, both of you for a while. It's a Friday afternoon here, and it's, it's been a lot of fun. I'm so glad that we finally uh, have been able to, to do this. And I've, I have uh, you know, been connected on, on Twitter and seeing the, the great work you've done. And it's always fun to, um, to connect with you know, like dynamic, positive, uh, energetic, fun educators who are really have a passion for making learning fun. So it's been an honor to be able to be on your show. If people want to reach out to you, what's what's best way for them to get in touch with you? Yeah, um, you can find me on Twitter. My handle is drlangrad, spelled with two A's, um, or drlangrad.com. Um, also, we video. You can find uh, a lot more about our resources, especially during um, the COVID time. Uh, just wevideo.com. Click on education, and there's a whole remote learning landing page. Uh, and then, of course, on Twitter, at wevideo. And uh, yeah, I hope that I'm able to connect with the, the listeners who are listening to this right now. And I know cool. you have a podcast too. What's uh, can yeah, you throw deeper, that out there? Yeah, of course. Deeper learning with, with we video. Yeah, and I'll have to have you guys on there next. So hey, that'd be oh, great. awesome! Awesome, <laughs> that works. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, and you can find that on uh, Spotify, on podcasts, on the Apple Podcast, or just go to SoundCloud or go to 
thewevideo.com. It's on the remote learning page. Uh, just click on podcast and you'll be able to find it there. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Joe. You have any last parting words? Now, you know, Nathan, this was great. And uh, once again, I appreciate all the help and, and everything that anytime someone asks something, you guys are, are right there. And, and it's, you know, whether it's me or, or anyone else I see out there, like it just, yep. it, you know, it's we, Ron and I talk about companies that get it. Um, and you're, you know, I know it's your, your company definitely gets it and you definitely get it too, man. Like we're really, yeah, we we appreciate that. And, you know, you talk about educators being passionate. Um, I think you could be, you know, grouped right into that or lumped yeah. right into that group. So, yeah, we, we appreciate you and what you do. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm right there with you. I, I miss sometimes being in, you know, it wasn't just, it wasn't that long ago. I was in the classroom or as a principal. Like, I think I remember those, those days. And I and, and my team at WeVideo just really want to be um, there for you. We're always listening. So keep sending us your ideas. Um, and we'll keep updating and, and being there for you and, and helping your kids be their most creative selves. All right. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. It's good to yeah. see you. Have a great weekend. Thanks. You too. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Ron. All right. Thank you, Nathan. Bye -bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Teacher nerds, teacher nerds, knocking on your door. Open up. Let's take your teaching further than before. Give it a try. Don't be shy. There's nothing there to lose. Worst thing that happens, kids get pain on their shoes. We're talking teacher nerds. I'm talking teacher nerds. Thanks for listening to the Teacher Nerds Podcast. Keep up with every new episode by subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, or anywhere you listen. Remember to visit teachernerds.com, and that's nerds with a Z. Follow us on Twitter at Teacher Nerds and on Instagram at Teacher Nerds Podcast. And thank you for being one of the teacher nerds.